Romans. Nothing will stop his conquest, because without additional taxes, the butcher's administration is at end. After all, I say, it has happened before. In a few years, the butcher will most likely die, or be killed. It is best to wait for that which is decreed by the gods. Eyes raked him scornfully. Western eyes, unhampered by fatalism. The man called Jim Dahlgren stood up and wiped blonde hair out of light gray eyes. His lips were tight in a sardonic smile. There is, as you say, a brand of diplomacy. He waited until all of them gave their attention. That brand is called Eye for an Eye. Force must be met with force. The Commander-in-Chief muttered, Men like you profit by that. Sit down, Dahlgren. You want to sell Shun Province a fleet of bombers. We will not have it. That is the only solution to you. The one which will put dollars in your pocket. Sit down. But Dahlgren remained on his feet, still smiling. No, I was not thinking of that. There is a man called Fenfen. Wind gone mad. You know him? Bawled the Commander-in-Chief with unexpected heat. That pirate? If you do, tell us where we can find him. The United States will be only too glad to pay you for your trouble. Dahlgren shrugged, and his lean face was hard. Yes, I imagine that you would, all of you. In your hearts, you know what he wants, and you also want it. He stands for a unified China. A China without civil war. A China which can resist invasion from without and treason from within. You will not let others of us interfere with politics. We must sell only when a buyer comes to us. But Wind Gone Mad knows who should buy, and he sees that they come unhampered when they need defense. He has studied this country for years, and he knows better than you who have been here months. Dahlgren reached for his soft felt hat. I go now to find the one they call Wind Gone Mad. I forbid you to contact that man, bawled the Commander-in-Chief, but it was the official who spoke, and not the man. He watched Dahlgren go out and heard the staccato heel beats going down the corridor. The Italian's eyes went up to the smoke-clouded ceiling. Well, he remarked to the room at large, I, for one, am glad. This Fenfen, after all, has done things in the past. But that was yesterday, and today the man called Wind Gone Mad lanced down toward the airways field, finding a reason to smile. Instead of anti-aircraft guns, Ty was using ancient 75s and a quantity of bluff. The square of yellow earth slid up over the motor cowl with appalling speed. The altimeter shot down to 500 feet before the pilot whipped his ship into a slashing side slip. Men in gray uniforms were running away from deserted machine guns, disappearing behind piles of sandbags. An officer stopped to empty his automatic at the charging slash of color. The pilot fishtailed wildly and shot over the stiff windsock. The plane snapped suddenly into landing position. With a crunching slap, the ship was down. It was as if an electric current had been shut off. Men began to fumble for their lost caps. 
gunners slouched back to their pieces. The officer calmly slid another clip into his gun and holstered it. On the side of the red fuselage, they had all seen the dragon and the two mammoth characters which identified their visitor. They knew this man, and they also knew that he had little connection with the butcher. The pilot stood up in his narrow pit and stretched, but he did not remove the goggles which hid a quarter of his face, nor did he so much as unfasten the chin strap of the lurid helmet he wore. The officer, a white Russian, stopped and looked at the red dragon which spat fire above the pilot's eyes and then curled down around the ear pads. Assured of the man's identity, he came forward again. I am sorry, Fen-Fen. Had I but seen the dragon... Quite all right, interrupted the pilot. I wish an audience with Chen Wan immediately. Chen Wan is at your service, I am sure. But perhaps it would be better for us to place your plane in a bomb-proof hangar. We are waiting an attack by the butcher.